Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome back to Five Things, the podcast where we bring on my favorite funny people and we ask them five things. I'm your host, Rosh Abdullah. Five Things is presented by Bad Dog Theater. Bad Dog Theater is a Toronto comedy school and improv theater devoted to unscripted performance. They host classes and shows in person and online. Check out baddogtheater.com to get tickets or enroll in class today. Five Things. It's a classic warm-up game. Uh, it's just a, a list game. Uh, we'll be playing with our guests today. So you all ask our guests to name five things. It can be any five things. And our guest today is Rachel Manson. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Roche. Woo! I was dancing that whole time. I know. And, I loved it. I saw it. And and this is this is a visual meeting, medium, if anything. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm contributing. <laughs> Rachel is a writer, actor, comedian. Um, and Rachel... Your five mm. questions today, your five things. What I want to know from you is because you're on uh, what we do in the shadow season two, I want to know uh-huh. five ways a vampire can get an invite inside your home. Okay. Um, one, ask. <laughs> um, Isn't just that the like, thing though? Aren't they not allowed to ask? They have to be invited? Or is that the loophole? Oh, that is true. Wait, that, well then can't they ask? They, that feels like a huge Buffy loophole that they did not explore. They must not be able to ask. <laughs> no, um, no, you're, no, you're right. I think in the, the what we do in the shadows movie, they're just like, can we come into the club? Yeah, I think they just ask. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. Ask. Okay, so oh, nice. I'll, I'll say ask, but although that's that's not um, verified in the Buffy universe, so maybe it's not true. Manners mm-hmm. gets you everywhere. True. Two, uh, a flirt with me. That's pretty much most like. I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a sucker for flattery. Um, just if you're, especially if you look like a vampire, like, yeah, down. Um, three, can get an invite inside your home if they bring, um, bad movies and snacks. Ooh. I think I think honest, all of these kind of like equal just like a lovely house guest. If the vampire is a nice house guest, then I think most of these uh, will will fulfill. Um, for if we're in the same cult, I think probably mm. if we're in the same cult. Yeah, I because I, I feel like I'd be there's that. I, I don't know why I'm stuck on Buffy now, but there's that episode of Buffy where there's those like vampire groupies who are all humans who are just like obsessed with vampires and are like, like, suck my blood. And you guys are so cool and goth. Uh, and that is me. So we're in cult. Master, may I have 500 calories <laughs> and also come into your home? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh God, he's not, he's not cool enough to be a vampire. Like if we're, if, if we're in a, a specifically vampire based cult, I think very much yeah, so. Vampires don't wear Tevas. I don't want any, I don't want any actors in my cult. Not, that's not a, fu- that's not a cool cult. I yeah. just want the undead and goths. That's it. And the fifth way they can get inside my home. Uh, they, oh, they, well, an invite inside my home. I'm just like looking around my house being like, what would they like? Um <laughs> If they uh, will offer to babysit my dog. Oh. You know what? That seems dangerous. I'm now realizing in real time that seems manipulative as a way to eat my dog. So <laughs> she's sleeping. I don't know if she'll Do babies eat dogs? 
I mean, it's blood. Blood is blood. Blood is blood. Blood, blood is, is blood, blood is blood. At Canadian Blood Services. At we Canadian. Got you in the commercial. Listen. Uh, they have rules. Dumb rules. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I guess bring me gifts, which seems dumb. I feel like I should have come up with a better one. No, it's, um, it's how you, if you want to let a vampire into your home, you get to decide how. So, if it's that's fair. gifts and flattery, also with flattery, how do you like to flirt? What's your flirting style? I like to be so unbelievably obvious that there's no conceivable way you could misinterpret what I'm doing. It's like, it's everything but like, want to do it like it like everything up until that point so that way i know quickly like if they're not down then they know what i'm doing they they there's no like is she into this or is she just like looking to sign up for our street um (laughs) petition no it's i'm in you're not a fan of like playing the game long game uh the chase kind of thing the chase is fun when Again, I'm so obvious. Like, you can keep stringing me along. I'll just keep be. I, I'm at a nine, and I'll stay at a nine. Like, just Would you not absolutely viral if you were at a nine and someone just wasn't... No, I'm only like, taking the hint. Like, they're taking the hint. They're just not pull, making the move. With your partner now, did you make the first move? Like, how did, how did this... Oh, that's a good question. Um, with the partner I have now, um, I guess you could say... I, I guess you could say I, I guess I did make the first... Well, you know what? No. Because I asked him, Jeffrey Cork, to record a show of mine. Um, oh, was that for, to, was that, did you want him to record the show? Um, like, was we, that to hit on him specifically or? Oh, oh, we had been, we had been laying down some groundwork for sure. We had been laying down some groundwork and there was, there was, there was flirting. Absolutely. And then I asked him to record a show of mine and then he did. And we just had a nice time. And then afterwards we kept texting and then this was a huge point of contention for both of us and then he i said how much do i owe you and then he was like instead of that let's go oh him for for what drink oh for the for the recording (laughs) like how much like i said like how much money do i owe you for like because he used to film shows and stuff that sounded oh. like it was going to become like very sexually um, charged, <laughs> but no, it was just like, why don't we go for a beer? What? It was. Oh, he helped you with a recording. He recorded it. Oh, he, he like record- I see. He used oh, to like he- record shows. Labor. Like- oh, mm-hmm. so he did. Yeah, work, work. How yes. much do I owe you? And he's like, let me let me buy you a drink. Let me let. Why, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've now realized that's how much people want my company, Roche. That's, that's how really nice. that's how in demand I am. People are like, let me let me uh like bask in the glory of just your company. Well, and that's yeah. how I've gotten a lot of stuff. I don't pay rent. I just I just uh I'm all about people just want to be around me. I don't know. It's my dream job. Being Hell yeah. lovable. Being lovable. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at your okay, so your bio. Mm. very uh it's a great bio I, the, i'm not <laughs> the things i'm picking up are just because uh some like funny things of like the the streaming services that you write for Tubi and marvista what i it's so so it's so random it's um i i i i'm currently writing uh i don't know if i can talk you know what i'm gonna talk about it uh i'm, I'm writing like made for tv thrillers for uh, like a, stream, a streaming service called Tubi. Yeah, how many do you think there are these? Because these are new ones that I've never heard of. But I also don't have anything. I just had to cancel my Netflix, so I truly know no s- streaming services. There is no reason that this should be acutely in your 
life and wheelhouse <laughs> as of right now. There's just no reason. Um, there now you know, and now you should go and watch it because I'm work for them and they could hear this. But no, it's it's like you're, you do you remember like if you're ever home in the middle of the afternoon and like when you're like sick as a kid growing up or something and like there would be like lifetime original movies on in the middle of the day that just were supposed to like scare moms and it's like there's a whole yeah. SNL sketch about it about like what did Becky see and like where does Brenda go and like of course so, yes so now I'm basically writing <laughs> the the style of those except they're weird like they're weirder the titles are even more descriptive like I didn't work on these ones, but there's ones like dead cheerleader mom or like deadly cheerleader mom or like the twisted house sitter or Wait, like is the mom, a cheerleader or is she a mom. The, of it's a, a cheer mom. It's a cheer oh, mom oh, I see, I see. Right, right, right. of a cheerleader. And so, oh, and she's dead and, 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 and deadly. I think deadly. Oh, she's deadly. There's, she's there's, <laughs> there's some, there's some, some evil afoot amongst the cheer squad. Uh, girls trip gone wrong is very fun. Mm, uh, yeah. So these are like, and I, I'll, th- these are, are for one are just like not just white women, which is great. This is these Tubi does basically that archetype, but like diverse and like more insane. So Tubi, so yeah. the uh, the whole the whole platform, the streaming service, is made for TV movies. No, like they have other things that were like. Okay, so it's uh, just an, it's just a uh, streaming. It's another streaming so service. The yes, the the. Tubi originals are usually those like crunchy yum yum made for TV yes. movies. And like I hope those... this doesn't sound like I'm putting Tubi down. This is not. This is not being. Like, I haven't heard of it, so therefore it doesn't exist. I if truly... anything, if anything, I just put Tubi down by my description. Like yeah, I it's just, like a, it's a good. Okay. Also, the other thing about uh, was, um, so your top three finalists in the Devil Cup comedy and She Devil comedy competition are those women only like what is this devil? she devil it was a woman only competition and okay. devil cup was uh everybody everybody okay because i was i was thinking mm-hmm. if they were both women only i was i was like what's your take on them using devil to devil yeah. oh yeah no 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 she devil was the specifically the the female comedian one and the uh other one the this is fuck this is like a whole lifetime ago now uh but the other one was was a everybody is a devil cup kind of situation they should call male comics just comics and women comics devils. I like that. Because I, I was going to say they should call male comedians just ghouls. Ghouls, yeah. Ghouls. Ghouls. And then women comedians, uh, comedians, because that's what they well, are. <laughs> yeah. What's your take on women comic only competitions? Because it, it was uh... I did it. I did it early. Um, I did it early in my career. I don't think uh, Jen Kirkman has a really good uh, bit about this. I think, but like, I, I did it a long time ago. Sure, it was nice. It's it's always I'm I'm a little bit torn because it's always nice as a comedian to be going into a space that's just that's just female and non-binary and like not cis men comedians right uh it's always like there's just a bit of a like like load off the shoulders and it's and it's always just so nice Mm -hmm. now i feel like in the words of the brilliant uh older cougar woman from fleabag it's a bit ghetto like it she says it's a bit ghettoizing where it's like it's it's taking like 
we're all just comedians by saying like, here's the best, but they're female, like the female comedians, like male comedians never have to like, they're not, they're not called male comedians. They're just called comedians. Mm -hmm. Uh, so by putting like, and by, by putting gender in it at all, it's automatically a little bit, not as inclusive as it could be. So I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit neither here nor nor there about it. I, I well, not neither here nor there. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn because one is a very nice load off to know that there's sorry guys that there's no like cis men around. It's just nice. Right. Um, but the other way is that like it, it kind of like puts us in a box over here where it's like not considered as legitimate or as uh, impressive as a typical comedy festival because yeah. it's like oh look like they they the ladies got their own stage okay go have fun like we're gonna be doing the headliner stuff over here like yeah it's so totally, it's complicated because i agree it's like it create it does create a space that's safer or more fun yeah maybe, like better to be in it's just not i don't have to like listen to someone yell not that this is a blanket statement for all but i the last no. uh stand-up set i did I uh, hadn't done one in years because of COVID. And then I walked in and this guy was just like yelling and like laughing so hard at his own jokes. And that was just him. It wasn't. Yeah. But I just remember I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And there's just less of that in different rooms. Um, yeah. But the message you're right is like, why does it have to be just just women or non-binary? But then it's also like sometimes I'm like, man, I want to go to a show that's just female comics. A hundred percent. So it's a million percent. It so it's, it's hard one. to know. And I'll die on this hill come fight me get in my dms uh women and non-binary comedians like shot for shot are usually just better than cis male comedians that i've seen that's it I'll... fighter slide into her dms yep fucking fight me whatever i don't give a shit i have nothing i'm empty here i'm <laughs> i'm i'm a i am a vessel that is empty behind the eyes try and hurt my feelings <laughs> like i i dare you Okay, the so that was my first question. My second question, mm. it's all about your I was honestly enamored. It's all your about bio. my bio. Not, not all about your bio, but there's just oh. so many things I picked up. Okay, well, I want to just know more because you have yeah. you, you wrote an original comedy pilot that was Ooh. an official selection at Cannes. Yeah. What tell me about that? Well about your pilot. That pilot was selected uh for me to pitch at a big massive a TV development conference that happens every year in Cannes or Cannes or whatever the fuck uh, in France. It's not whatever the fuck. It matters, but I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, called MIP TV. And it was selected and I was going to pitch there in March 2020. Oh no. So, I don't know, something happened in the news or whatever, so it was kind of cancelled, but uh we're still, I mean, it, we're we're still an official selection, which is cool. That is great. Uh, but yeah, we I was gonna go to France and pitch this shit hard, and and were and you, yet, how bummed were you about that? Like, did you was that very very sad, or did you get uh, over it? Like, how how do you deal with that? Kind it was disappointing. Sure, it was disappointing. I mean, my partner Jeff had the same situation where he was supposed to go work on a cruise ship, which was like yeah. his be all end all dream, and then it happened. Really? But like, oh, yeah. No. Is he gonna try again? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard now. It's it's difficult. We we have our we have our furry furry right. mush mush. But also, like uh, we're just if like uh, goals have changed. We've all I'm sure you feel the same. Like we've all kind of grown and and changed beyond what we what we thought we would be able to do and what we think we can do now. Uh, 
it is wild though that it's changed i mean it's not wild it's pretty uh, common and of course it would do this but just to hear yeah. some stories of how people were on this track to do things and then COVID happened but then it just never happened like it wasn't yeah. this thing of like put it on pause Mark Little no. was a guest and he was telling us that he was going to move to New York and he had already put like a first month's rent on a place and that oh, just sucks. like New York like to move to New York that's a whole that's a your life could have yeah. went in a whole different direction and you'll completely it's just completely blows my mind those kind of stories um, like if it was yeah. Jeff's dream to be on this cruise ship doing improv absolute and, dream and I, really, I still think he uh, should do it one day but I I don't know if it's ever going to happen but people's lives just took a turn and who knows yeah where. just two alternate realities you know 100% and I don't know, I, I, they're sure it's like, I, I'm not going to say it didn't suck. Like, of course it feels, it feels, it feels sad to, to miss out on something like that. But it, these, these kind of things, like I, uh, any, any accolade at all, like I, they, these things when they get taken away, don't devastate me. Maybe because that's, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm a catastrophic preparer where I'm just like, everything that has been given to me will be taken away. I just know that. Like, right. they're going to call me and be like, whoops, we met Rachel Monson. Bye. Like that's, I'm, I'm prepared for that every hour of every day. So I was like already like, yeah, that for once my like catastrophic brain actually made logical sense where it's like, you're not going to go because the world will collapse. And I'm like, oh my God, it did. Thanks brain. Um, which never happens. But I'm also like, I'm, I'm very much of the mindset of like, especially in our chosen careers, uh, the universe does not owe me jack shit. So uh, that, that, that sounds dark, but I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, I am not owed anything. Like, any, any, any good that comes of this that, that is, that is a, a result of hard work is wonderful and great, but I'm not guaranteed something just because I work hard. I'm not which in our industry is particularly hard to take in sometimes, but like just because you work hard, you're not guaranteed something just because your name was in the right bucket or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean that something's going to come out of that. So like I see every opportunity I'm given as like a huge fucking bonus. So, so yeah. what's your default or baseline just like survival? Yeah. I mean, I already think I'm so lucky to be able to do this as my career full-time like I've already like surpa surpassed what my dream was in high school like Aww. I always just think about like wherever I'm at in life even if I like thought I was going to get something and then I didn't or I or I thought I was going to go do to France and then I didn't I just think like even going up to like my high school my middle specifically my middle school self and saying like you're going to be able to like be a comedian and write for tv and act for a living i it would blow her fucking mind she just yeah. she wanted she wanted to afford takeout once a week and yeah. now i'm like you're I living think that's why i'm obsessed with your bio because truly it's my dream i'm like reading it i'm like she did it like i'm so happy oh, i'm so you. proud for you that's so sweet now we're gonna take a little break and return with your guest rachel manson When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Rachel Manson. Okay, so, okay, I grew up, my mom was very big on karma in the the traditional sense of like you do something bad something bad happens you do something good something good happens I don't I don't subscribe to that but because I grew up with it it's really stuck with me so it's like I don't personally believe it but sometimes thing bad if something bad happens I'm like oh what did I do like what what was the thing that I did or sometimes I'm even like I don't feel like I did anything like maybe I'm gonna do something which I know is just like off it's just my brain Mm -hmm. trying to logic itself the something that I don't know and try to make sense of it. What's your take then on, cause you said you're like, the universe doesn't owe me anything. Yeah. So if, if good things happen or if bad things happen, do you have mm-hmm. a, do, do certain thoughts come into your mind of like, I deserve this or this is because of something, or are you just kind of like life is random? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I think like, I, I honestly wish that my whole body subscribed to the belief that like life is chaos let's just watch TV, like, which I think is from Rick and Morty, which I now realize I quoted, which is kind of embarrassing. But um, I, w- I honestly wish I could like subscribe to the full belief that life is chaos because I- I'm a human. Like I have those exact thoughts of like, if something bad happens, it's because I didn't prepare enough. It's because I didn't work hard enough. It's because I-, 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 I focused too much of my efforts here where it could have been over here. Or I'm, I'm also like, I'm a chronic worker. Like I can't, like I can't just chill. Like uh, Jeff always calls me on it where it's just like, if, if I'm sitting like playing a video game or something, I'll set a timer because if I do it for more than an hour, then I'm a failure. Really? Uh, who just, Whoa. Who just like waste the day playing video games, which again, not a waste. Video games are awesome. Yeah. They're art. They're partaking in art. None of it. This is all bad thoughts. So I, I have all those thoughts too that I definitely am working actively to uh, to deconstruct. My thinking brain uh, thinks and kind of intellectually knows that like we're all just doing our best. A lot of the times, hard work does pay off. I want to be very clear about that. Like a lot of the times, hard work and listening and learning and like actively taking notes from people who know more than you and and working in a field that you want to work in that will indubitably put you ahead like that is that's that's just true um but i also think to you have to manage realistic expectations and i also think that like yeah there isn't there is a degree of chaos because in every industry there's also a huge amount of um there's a huge amount of nepotism <laughs> in um in every industry and like that's not hard work and and there <laughs> and there's yeah there's lots so there's a lot that is chaos that i need to prepare myself for but also like that should only be that should only be kept in your mind when like something doesn't turn out the way you think it would or something that is not your fault, but you like didn't get something you thought you were going to get. Like that's kind of where that lives for me. Does that make sense? That was a lot of bullshit. No, of course it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, your work ethic then, uh, you're that you're saying you're like constantly working. Is it a combination or either or that you like enjoy it, or are you that fear of like I'm not doing anything or I'm not doing enough? Uh, half and half. I I am now at a I'm at a very you've caught me in a real sweet spot where I genuinely love the projects I'm working on right now nice. and, and working on them is still work definitely, but it's also like, I want to do it. And I, once I'm like, 
the the hardest part of any task is starting it. And then once I'm in it, I'm like the zone. Hell yeah. Fun times. Um, that doesn't mean everything I write is good. A lot of the times I'll sit down and write a full, like six pages and be like, this scene is objectively terrible, but it's accomplishes what I need to accomplish right now. And then I'll come back. So yeah, I think I live somewhere in the middle. I really, really love my job, but also I, yeah, I definitely have a, a constant fear of not being productive enough. How do you, if the, I agree that the, like the starting is the hardest part. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like you have a project that you're so stoked to write. Maybe it's even your own project Mm -hmm. that you're like, I really want to get this story out. And it's still always really, really hard to write. You can like love something and it still be difficult. And, um, or Mm -hmm. not that it's difficult, that it's just, I used to always think that, uh, like, it's like, if I was a good enough writer, actor, whatever, then I would be doing it. It's like, if you love something enough, you should be doing it. And I've come to oh, massive myth. Yeah. Huge myth. And Don't it's so detrimental ever. to believe that, right? Because it's then you'll terrible. give up or you'll feel like shit because you're like everyone, if, if I believed in something enough or I wanted it enough or I was good enough at it, I would just be doing it. It would be easy. Like that's the thought, right? Is that it would be easy. Yeah. And writing is so, so, so hard. So how do you, how did you, oh, if you, did you face that? And how did you kind of like yes. not overcome it, but like work on that? Uh, oh my God, hugely. Uh, that is a hugely detrimental myth that mm-hmm. I found a lot of artists have because art, we have been told for a really long time, uh, this is the like hardest, prof- like not hardest profession, Jesus Christ, some people work in coal mines. Uh, but like, <laughs> that is a quote from Tina Fey for sure. I, I'm not going to subscribe that that's mine. But um, yeah, it's this thing of like, if you're doing art for a living, like, good, good luck. Like, uh, you better be doing it because you love it because you're not going to make any money and, like, you're going to live in a box. And, I mean, I was told this all the time. And, um, yeah, so it's – there's already so many myths around artists. So, like, we, we – and people get out of paying us a lot of the time because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you do it because you love it. I'm like, oh, cool. Do you show people houses because just out of the goodness of your heart and that you love it? Um, realtor. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and being a realtor is also hard. I don't want to dish. I want to shit on realtors. My friend is one. All but, jobs um, are hard. All jobs are hard. It's just this idea yeah. that like, if, if you like something enough, it should be easy. It's not. If you like yeah. something enough, then it should be even more hard. Honestly. It, honestly speaking. Like, it, it because the part the parts of it that don't flow immediately send you into a spiral and yeah i found like there is absolutely nothing no there, like you could work at a surf school in hawaii and live on the beach there's not any single job in the entire world or any like trait or 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 calling that every minute of every day is going to be easy it's just there unless you are stupid rich and your and your calling was marrying a millionaire and then having him mysteriously disappear which honestly has been on the back burner for me for a while so i do have to get back to that but with yeah. different um in this industry then do you prefer writing acting writing what's your yeah writing writing always writing. always writing acting huge props to people who can do it really well I've always been able to like just kind of tread water in terms of acting. I like I I can go on a commercial and be like I'll make my eyes wide and then be like meh, 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 like that's and that's be like yay paper towels like that's fine. <laughs> I'm also gonna say to actors also 
being an actor, and I am one, is an objectively silly, silly fucking thing to do. It's such a silly profession. We literally are play pretend for a living. And then it's it's the silliest. Um, Which makes I it great. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's a hack. It's an absolute yeah, hack yeah, for yeah. life. Um, that being said, like, I'm also talking about the, like, the level of acting I do, which is, like, a lot of commercials. Mm-hmm. But I, I've i always known that acting, stand-up, comedy, all these things that I love dearly and I'll always do and always, like, fills my cup um, are all a means to an end for me that my end is writing. I love writing. I love writing so freaking much. Like, my whole office is sticky notes and... I, I love it. I can't, I, it's, but I don't, I 90% of the time I don't want to do it and it's never easy to start and it's always exhausting and it's always draining. Like all these things are true, but I also love it so much. And with uh, writing then, is there an end goal? Do you have like an, a magnum opus that you want to create or is it just like, mm-hmm. you just want to write forever, anything and everything? Yeah, um, I want to make a television comedy. I want to write. I want to write for comedy. I want to write dark comedy. I want to make my own comedy show. I want to write for other people's. I want to work in writers' rooms. I love a good writers' room. Uh, which can you say is, your favorite? That the best that you've been in? Yeah, um, it's gonna sound selfish. The best that I've been in was was for development for this for my project. Um, which again, may that project truly may never see the light of day, but working in that writer's room with those people was like, oh, it was to die for. It was Zoom, which is like, meh, but everyone was just like, so we've had two writer's rooms for that project and it was so like symbiotic and people just sharing wonderful stories about their upbringing and being awkward and being horny. And it's just, oh, it was my favorite. So definitely that. That's that sounds like a great writer's room. Mm-hmm. And uh, can that will that ever come? Will you be in that room again? Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I will say my fa- I, I will I will share my favorite moment, which is like one of my favorite writer's rooms moments ever. And it was with a dear friend of mine named Noor Hadidi, who is an amazing Toronto uh, comedian. She's incredible. Look her up. Um, yes, we had Noor on recently. Yeah, I think she. Oh there. really? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, I love her. Um. So yeah, Nora, Nora and I were in this room and I was talking about my conservative Jewish upbringing and she was talking about her conservative Muslim upbringing and we just were laughing so hard because our upbringings were like the same. Yeah. And we had so many similarities and so many things in common, but we were also like told a lot of lies about each other about like, because <laughs> like I was in a very Jewish insular bubble and like. And this is, again, this is in the early 2000s. Times have changed. Yeah. But, like, uh, but when you're in, like, a homogenous insular community, like, you're, you, you don't, mm, yeah, it's, it, it, you're, you're told a lot of misconceptions, definitely, about people outside of that community, especially, yeah, all those things. So, Nora and I laughing hysterically, and she was told misconceptions about Jews all the time. And I was told so many misconceptions about being Muslim. And we were just sharing how our upbringings were the exact same and the yeah. laws, the, these lies we were told about each other and we we're laughing so hard. And it was just like the most heartwarming, like validating experience. I loved it. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause it's true. Like I grew up uh, Muslim and mm-hmm. I, I, I was always like, Jewish people are the exact same. Like whenever you'd hear something, you're like, same, same. Like, yeah. Literally. Oh my God. There's so many similarities. <laughs> it's so funny. Even like when you go back to like 
like the books like the uh, the og books like which like we we both got the old one but like even when it branches off like there's so many similarities it's so funny I, I, it's, yeah, you, you showed me Shiva Baby. You were the one who was t- talking to me about Shiva Baby. And there's so many things that mm. I'm like, I shouldn't connect with this. Or like, I don't know why. I, oh, that's what makes it so good. But I do. But yeah, yeah I, I think about that movie like once a month. That is a claustrophobic movie. That is a very claustrophobic movie. It was like, because the way you described so it was like the way people described Uncut Gems of how they were just like, yeah, uncomfortable for yeah. <laughs> an hour. And I was like, yeah, it's that, a great comparison. that was a, it was a, it's a great movie. Shiva baby, watch it. Watch it. What's a career highlight for you, Rachel? Oh, oh, that's a good question. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I will do a little bit of name dropping here. <laughs> um, I was very, very lucky, very, very early, to be able to work with Sam Raimi, who wrote, who uh, directed oh. Spider Man and Evil Dead and a billion other things and debbie liebling who was uh the executive producer of dodgeball and south park and pen 15 most importantly um and she became and early on in my writing career she became a little bit of a mentor for me for like a a year or two and i was like it so those are two like massive names to drop but that writing and developing a project with them very early on in my career was like huge and and a massive crash course in in learning uh how to write story that's amazing and that truly is like what you said of if you now could go back in time to little rachel and is like yeah hey, they'd just be astounded like nuts okay great you i can die Yep. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. I was like, cool. I'll, I'm going to go. My, my dream is always to be a, a Canadian park ranger. Like I can just like, cool, quit everything. Going to go to do that. I'm gonna when go are you going to do that? So one of, I, I don't want to, I don't want to drink or talk too much, but a project I'm currently working in developing and we are pitching in the coming months is about my, uh, un, like unrealized dream of becoming a Canadian park ranger. <laughs> So fingers so crossed. Have to do it for um for the method. Part. Do it for the method. Do it for the gram. Do it for the Canadian government funding of art projects. Exactly. You got to research, so you're going to be able to get to do it get and live those two tax dreams. Credits. That truly is. Hell yeah. That it, yeah, you've um, I think that's like for me in my life. It's like that's all I want. It's like I feel like I'm chasing like this thing, and I'm like, once I hit that thing, I'll be good, and I'll keep content. People always say like, once you do something, you want yeah. more, and it's like I know that. Like I'm not gonna just be like, okay, kill me now. I, that's it for me. It's totally. more of like the whatever the th- I feel. I might be wrong. I don't know if other people have this, but maybe you ha- like know now. Mm. But the thing that's inside me that's like I just gotta do this. Like once I can tick that off, then I can relax, and then I can do anything else. And it's fine, but it's just like, I just need to have that done to be like, okay, I did it. 1000% I feel that way. I like, I keep feeling like once I have a project made and I get like a first season of something that's shot and in the world and delivered and greenlit, then I'm done. Like I can do whatever I want. Everyone I've ever spoken to later on in their career has says that the bar keeps moving and you never reach that point. Um, the bar is, it's okay for me if, if like the bar, but does that thing not get filled then? Is that the thing of like, finally I did it. And you're like, now I'll do something else. And I, and I want to do, when I do that, complete that thing, that'll feel good too. But 
this like I don't know for me I guess it's like uh, a purpose and it's not like I don't think we all have a purpose on this world and we need to accomplish it it's just more for me that I'm like I just if I can leave this earth I I just want to have to do this one thing and then when I do it then I can feel good and if I do do it and I do anything else after it I want that stuff to be good too but I need to do the that one thing first totally I I I feel the exact way what's your thing uh I think. Am I not allowed to ask questions on this podcast? No, you can ask <laughs> questions. Uh, I I think I'm trying to. That's something I'm trying to know because I have ideas, mm. but I'm like, how realistic is it, or is that what you really want? I think. Yeah, it's uh, really important to always ask yourself uh, why you want something, like why something is your goal, and if it's for anything other than yourself, then you should reassess that goal. Yeah. Uh, I know what it is. It's 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 writing a movie. It's like writing yeah. a, a, a a kind of my favorite kind of movie. Yeah, that, the one it. that like left an impact on me and like totally. You'll do that for sure. For that sure, you'll do that. Come on, you it's just uh, yeah, I, and I want to in that, and I have so long to do it. It's just uh, I was I always wonder if people have that too, or if it's just mm-hmm. artists or what it is for other people. Like that, definitely like, crosses off. Yeah, no, good. I have that. I have that of like once I get that first season, then I can chill. Um, again, everyone I've ever met has in this industry has told me that like the bar keeps moving. Like once you check that box off, then it's a new box that's actually filled. And you're like, Oh, actually I meant this. Um, and it just keeps, and you're like, yeah, I did this, but actually you need, I I actually need to do this and then I can relax or I need to do this and then I can relax. Uh, so that may never come. I am of the firm (laughs) belief of the Seth Rogen school of thought, which if you ever hear him in interviews, uh, like he literally just like started a pottery and cannabis company and like everyone's kind of asks him like, what's next? Or like, what's this new thing? And he's kind of like, I, his, his great thing is like, I surpassed every expectation of myself when I was like 19 early on in my career. So I'm good. Like I'm, I'm just good. Everything from here on out is a bonus and I'm just going to do what makes me happy. That's uh, what I want, and the, but I, yeah. I feel like that will only come once I do the thing that, like I said, it's like I it surpass might. the thing. It's it absolutely might, and then you and can I just think it will. do whatever fun projects you want. Because like, uh, yeah. like if, if I wrote Fleabag, I was, I could do whatever I want. Jesus after, you know Christ! What I mean, I mean like, Phoebe Bridge must feel that way. She yeah, must absolutely. Feel like, it's like I don't or like Michaela Cole. Something. Like I feel like they're done. I feel like they're fucking done. You, yeah, and it's it's like you have a life, so you're gonna keep doing things. But if you stopped in the, maybe the eyes of other people, it's like, you're good because the thing that you put out was amazing for yeah. as a fan and for yourself, obviously you're not like keep putting stuff out, but I just yeah. wouldn't have that thing that eats me up all the time of like, you're nothing until you do this. Oh, that's bad. That's not a real voice. That's, no, that's I mean, correct. that's, that's so incorrect. There's so that much- was an older, yeah, that was an older, that when I was younger, I think that voice was like that. And now it's just like, yeah, Try knowing to that do doesn't what you help want either. if you want to do it. Like if this is if if you really if the it's not about you being nothing or something. It's not about filling a purpose. It's like why do you feel like you need to say this thing or like why do you want to put this out there? And it's, yeah. and it really is just like the the movies I watched as a kid shaped me and who I am and like made me feel a little bit less alone. And that's all I want. Like I just want to put my mm-hmm. this story out there that that if it can impact anyone or just to put it out there for whatever. But. Uh, it's yeah, not about well, like you're nothing it's more of like you have something to say yeah that's not out of the realm of possibility for you though Rachel. like you you're, it's I never so- said it was rachel jesus come down <laughs> 
but yeah, no, you're gonna, you, I'm so excited to see that thing that you make when you make Thank Fleabag. You. I'm, I'm excited for when you see when you make Fleabag Two Elected Boogaloo. That's like, I yeah. got the right going. Cool. What's your favorite joke to tell, Rachel? What's my favorite joke to tell? Oh no. Okay. Well, it's probably. I mean, I, I got to do. It's because it, you do I have, stand up, which is writing, obviously. I do do stand up. I do do a lot of stand up. Um, it's so funny. It grows and changes because I, what I thought my favorite joke was, which was about uh, a guy on the street, which is my, one of my very first jokes was about a guy on the street that tried to like mansplain parallel parking to me. And then I like conjured this whole story in my head about how his wife has been dying to leave him. And now she's just stuck on the street, like listening to him tell a young, like teenage girl how to park a car. Um, and then I call them out and then it turns out they're both sexist. Um, (laughs) So that was one of my favorite jokes for a really long time, but that's also like jokes are interesting. They're, they're so indicative of a time and place in your life. So like, there's so many jokes that were my favorite jokes, but then the pandemic happened. And then I got back to comedy. I'm like, I'm a different person than I was two years ago. So there are jokes that like are fun, but are not, uh, no longer serve me. One of my favorite jokes ever that i've ever written was just a one-liner of like uh, like i masturbate to compilation videos of jim just looking at pam i love that (laughs) but i i haven't done that joke in like seven years i i it's it's no longer no longer serves but what is my favorite newer joke it's Um, like when you uh when you don't forward a chain email and it's like you have bad luck for seven years maybe yeah. You can tell it now. Like seven years has passed. Totally. Oh, I forgot. The way I open every single set I've ever done is that I look, I am someone that like, my name is Rachel. I look like I just escaped a cult. That's that. I've already, I've already talked about cults, but like that is, I've been known as cult girl in the comedy community for a It's so funny because I was going to, when I was saying like introducing, I was like, Rachel, because you, you said it Monson, but is it pronounced Manson or? Manson. Definitely. Okay. Like the murder. Yeah. Okay. Because like spooky yeah, yeah. name for a spooky girl. We've talked about yep. cults before, and like, yep. you're, yeah, yeah. I love humor true crime. Dark. I love yes. cults. I love you, visually. You are man. exactly what's inside you. Yeah, and I think it's hundred percent. Because I remember I, was, yeah. I saw I saw still of you in um, maybe it was what we do in the shadows. Because uh, I haven't seen the full the show yet, but there was like you 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 looked creepy. You looked creepy in this, and I was, was like, I, was I goth? Yes, yeah. That was that was for the show. Creepy. That was for Wayne. That was for okay. a, a different show called Wayne. Um, and I was like, they nailed like, it. Oh, that was my favorite. Like the day on set itself wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was fine, but just being in goth clothes all day was like, oh, best feeling ever. You um, want to be goth? Do you? Or yes. Like, okay, yes. so is that? Would you do it more aesthetically? Is that something that you want to do or to yes. hold back on? Hundred percent. Um. Someone, I, I think I was on Carly Thorne's podcast a really long time ago, uh, and they they called they called my aesthetic approachable goth, which I've always just held so dear. Um, but it's yeah, because I've been called a pro- someone described yeah, me once, you and totally it was, are. It was a pro- a pro- well, it was uh, something yet approachable, and uh, I I re- yeah, it's it's nice. It's yeah, like it's you want to be girl. a little bit dangerous, but you don't want to be that people can't say hi to you. Yeah, I want to be hot mosh pit emo girl. Yeah. <laughs> which is, that's like, oh, yum, 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 yum. But um, yeah, that's, that is my my favorite. I, I found post-pandemic, I like, I'm also an outdoorsy girl. So I like mainly outdoorsy girl. That was so fucking demeaning. But um, I- I'm not like other girls. I'm, like I'm not like other girls. I go outside. <laughs> um, 
but what I mean is like most of my clothes are very uh, practical. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, if I, I, and especially post pandemic, I don't like dress up anymore, which I, I hate. I really miss dressing up. Um, but when I do, like, I feel most like comfortable when I am like goth emo. Yeah. Or like, uh, like not full goth emo. I, I wish, I wish I had the balls to go that far, but like uh, on the brink, just a little, like a spice, a little sprinkle. Bring it back. I'll love to bring it back. Uh, uh, emo nights at Sneaky D's before the pandemic were like my favorite. Oh man, I remember you telling me how Sneaky D's still uh, trying to do emo nights uh, during COVID. So they had like Zoom ones or someone those was Those were hosting. so fun. I love them. You were telling me how they would just like, uh, uh, there would be like a camera on someone skanking yeah. and like moshing, and then it would just pan to someone who was like just, eating like, a bowl eating of spaghetti. Spag- <laughs> eating spaghetti alone in their bed because it was a Zoom call. So everyone would like randomly flash, and some people were like having their own with their roommates like party, and then it would just go to someone just like watching and eating spasta. It was very funny. Um, uh, I'll go to yeah. emo nights with you at Sneaky's. I just went the, oh, yeah. the last one what was it, Friday? Uh, yeah, last Friday or something like that. And then oh. the I went to the first time I went, which was only recently like after the pandemic surprisingly mm-hmm. i they are playing the uh um i just want to double check the name of it because it's the evanescent evanescent song that's the wake me up but it's bring, bring me to life. life bring me to life yeah and there there's a beat that like when it drops yeah i was like i'm gonna yeah, crowd yeah, surf yeah, like i'm gonna yeah. jump on the stage <laughs> and i'm gonna drop when that beat drops and i went oh, on and, and that's yeah. ballsy but no everyone underneath all these guys who were underneath weren't paying attention like i was like guys i'm gonna drop like catch me and no one was paying attention that's a big consent-based activity (laughs) you gotta really make sure everyone's on the same page for that one uh you know what you're right because when you said it's a consent-based activity i was like Mm -hmm. not just for myself like i shouldn't just be like you carry me like everyone you all you people carry me like you should agree (laughs) to that someone might be like i have a bad back yeah, but it is a mosh pit. I understand. I understand both sides of this coin for sure. Yeah, um, we're all there to have There's also fun. Like mosh pit etiquette. Like I've fallen down, and everybody like comes and picks you up. Like, oh yeah, they're like, "Move away!" She fell. Like everyone, she so, fell. Honestly, this is are the nicest people. You are nicest most- people, and I don't like. Obviously, it's a huge generalization. Sometimes there's gross people. Okay. Sometimes there's gross men. But most of the time, it has been the most like safe and inclusive environment. Yeah ever like it's oh it's amazing I yeah love, I and you know it. what they caught me last night yeah. I, looked, I turned around and no one was paying it to, no one was looking my friend had run like i was Whoa. also trying to grab people and be like eh, and i looked down and no and i was like mm, gonna do it so i fully awesome. expected to hit the ground like i was i was prepared mentally I was wait like, and I'm so you gonna... didn't you didn't fall i dropped and then was lifted back into the air like i just felt all these hands oh, on me which I didn't, it was beautiful it was such a moment in my and i was just touching the ceiling of the of sneaky d's and like look Ooh. and then also because when i looked down two seconds before there was probably like four guys running around not paying attention and then all of a sudden it was like the whole bar came together and it was just i was crowd surfing they just like carried oh, me everywhere amazing to bring me to life. oh and good for you good for the, you oh wow core memory Core, absolutely core. Memory. I needed that. I need to rage. I needed that night. Oh, I miss a rage. I miss a good rage. I should. We'll rage again. We will. We will rage against the machine, and that would that will be nice. Who's the machine <laughs> for you when you want to like when you're like oh fuck the man? Who's the man? Uh capitalism. Uh the government. Um That's police. Okay. Yes, um. CEOs. And what's tier two? What's tier two of the machine? 
Chad. Yeah, fuck Chad. <laughs> All fuck the Chads. Chad. Everyone on King Street out on a on an on a typical friday (laughs) everyone 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 that when when deloitte breaks at 5 (laughs) p.m that's the second tier of the man (laughs) brokers just all the all of that any 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 adult man finance bros who just are going to uh 100% after work to yep who's wearing their sweater around like a cape and then tied at like like that preppy look yeah, yeah. of like around their neck um no you're their third tier that's third tier just anyone who wears their sweater like that no no not for goth emo trick rachel no thank you no 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 and i've done it before because i'm cold and hot all the time <laughs> <laughs> and it's the perfect combination but um yeah i'd say those are the machines definitely Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. So lovely. Thank you for answering thank all you my so questions. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Do you Rachel, have anything you want to share? Do you have anything you'd want, like us to watch of yours? Uh, Nothing that's out yet, but like, hey, watch watch fun, corny thrillers on Tubi. They're not corny. They'll actually blow your mind. Uh, uh, check me out. Follow me on Instagram to see when I'm performing. Um, I host trivia around Toronto, too, from time to time oh. with QE, QE Trivia. So tomorrow night I'm doing it at Black Lab brewing which will be different because i don't know when this comes out but follow qe trivia follow me um and everything else i can't talk about yet so uh, have have fun with your life you do something that makes you happy i don't know fuck it thanks again to rachel manson the sonar network and bad dog comedy theater your support makes a difference and you can donate today by going to baddogtheater.com five things is produced by myself and bad dog theater and we couldn't do it without our amazing tech sean murray and of course i'm your host rosh abdullah With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.